Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. We are back and regu- ready to go uh, week in and week out. Are, are you are you uh, content with the sort of uh, leisurely schedule we've had over the last few months? I was, but I'm I'm sort of I'm both ready and terrified about getting back into a regular schedule yeah. because yeah, that sort of the ancillary thing was oh yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. So the regular season's a grind yeah. for the players, but you know it's a grind for the podcasters as well. That's the most important thing we need to take away here. Uh, also, today is opening day, or would have been had the lockout not happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what it's it, it's about a week away, so we we, we got time. Well, we're going to catch up on all sorts of news. We're going to guess uh, opening day rosters and maybe a potential twenty six men rosters when that becomes a thing later in May. We've got a Dodgers rewind. We have questions from Craig after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So yeah, we've got like a lot of lot of little news to catch up on. Some not not some not so little, I guess. Yeah, so um, we're we're gonna be guessing the opening day roster. I I already put out a guess in written form a few days ago, and as as per usual, which is sort of the nature of these things, it was it was essentially deemed immediately wrong, like in a couple yep. places uh, right away. So which is like the fun part about it, like it's just it's just gonna happen. But one thing that is sort of a um, a certainty, as much as it can be, knocking on wood, obviously, uh, Walker Bueller is going to be on the Dodgers opening day roster, and uh, I mistakenly put in our notes that he's going to be in the lineup, but he's actually not going to be in the lineup lineup, but uh, <laughs> he'll be on the lineup card yeah. listed as a pitcher, but not, not actually batting, so... Yeah, he's going to start opening day. Yeah, uh, I, I read that you said yeah. no, no, that he is in the lineup. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> he, he work out in the off season. He's ready to Otani this. That's so exciting. Part part of the uh, the, the ML or the um, MLB and MLBPA announced today. I was trying to get out myself saying the MLB there. Um, <laughs> they announced the like sort of the temporary rules for this year, and it includes an expanded roster through may 1st so two extra players but then one of the other rules was like it's essentially the Shohei otani rule that if you're if your pitcher if you want to have your pitcher bat and be you can have him be the dh he's listed twice um one says dh one says pitcher and then once he's done pitching he could still be dh um which is a new thing um but yeah so as far as i know the dodgers don't plan to do that with Bueller, but uh, <laughs> it's it's an option so like you never know <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know who's not going to be on the roster, and I don't th- actually is Kenley Jansen. That that happened oh. since we recorded. Since we recorded, you're right. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, we it's did been the, two weeks. We did we... the Freeman, right? Yeah, we did the Freeman, we, we did and the... it's happened right after. This was the revenge, uh, AA's revenge. 
they technically became official on the same day on that Friday. Right. Uh, and then I like, and plus um, how Alex Anthopoulos sort of works is that almost every single Braves move, nobody nobody breaks news, and then the Braves just announce it. Like, <laughs> and so, and then if, and they announce it with like a um, a graphic press release. So the tweet just said Braves sign Jansen, and then the press release has like full details, and it was like, oh, whoa, like. <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, yeah. the Dodgers organization has been pretty good as well. Uh, For the most part, I but mean, not it, that it's good. it's no, yeah, no, certainly not that good. But it, it's more of a like they throw somebody a bone, and like five flurry five minutes later, the the move is yeah. more maybe not officially announced, but more or less done. Oh, so I will say this: so the Braves they're publicly owned, so like they're they disclose a lot of stuff that other teams don't. Mm. Um, but it's also a choice thing. Like sure, for instance, absolutely. they 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 include. Um, um, money uh, in their press releases, like the you know we signed Kenley Jones to a one year sixteen million dollar contract. Um, most almost no other teams do. Like there's a few like the Angels who had Alex Tammon, former Dodger uh, exec. Um, he's in in their group. Also, um, um, uh, Perry Manesian who worked with Anthopolis uh, before. I think it's it just it might be a philosophy because the Angels now announce like money in their press releases. And for the first time, uh, I, the Hanser Alberto deal became official in between when we recorded. I think we knew about it then, but it wasn't official yet. The Dodgers, um, when they announced the signing, they announced like the details of his deal. It's like one, one year, one point six million for this year, two million dollar uh, option next year with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout. Like in the press release, and I, I like, I literally almost fainted when I saw that. <laughs> that is. That is like not their mo, and I guess that's going to be, um, you know, possibly a thing going forward. So, like, cool, but yeah, that's just uh, more of an inside baseball thing. So on on the new rule funny. front, is the Manfred rule our uh, runner on second yeah. rule expected to be? And it can't, it's back. Is this an ex- expected to be All a year. permanent thing, or just this oh, year? No, th- it's just for this year. Uh, better be. Yeah, and it, I can get I, it right. It was short spring. Yada yada yada, but uh, but the, yeah, but I think it's yeah. one of those things like then they're going to be like, well, oh, it worked so well last yeah, year, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like then they'll just I, they'll just make it permanent. I I generally do not like watching it, but the anxiety being the away team during one is the worst. <laughs> you just got to yeah, score it, now. You got to score now because if not, if you you, you basically... if you don't score, you're like, well, we lost. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It how was, many um, anyways. So I will tell you. So I, since I wrote it up today and then I looked this up, um, the, the I I don't like the rule either. It's just it's not doesn't seem like real baseball to me. I guess. However, it, for at least one of the stated goals to like, and it's not a time thing, but to to actually get extra inning games over sooner. It's, it's, you know, by an innings thing. So I look back, um, 2018, 2019 under like old regular rules. Um, there were 424, uh, extra inning games. Um, so 69 of them, 69% of them, excuse me, ended by the 11th inning. And then if you look at the last two years, when they, when they had the extra runner, uh, on, on sec or the free runner on second base to start extra innings. Now I will say the one caveat here is there were also seven inning double headers the last two years, um, which made it infinitely harder to search. So this doesn't include like seven inning games that got extended to eight or nine. <laughs> it's I the, this the way I ran the search. It only includes like games that are longer than nine innings. So mm-hmm. take with some grain of salt there, but like I don't think that it really affected the total. But um, of their last year, ninety two percent of games ended by the eleven. So like it it was significantly cut down. Like there were eighteen percent of games went thirteen or more innings in those previous two years, and then two percent uh, the last two years. Only five total games, including the one and the only one that went last after or longer than thirteen was that weird Dodger game that went sixteen innings because they kept just it was a, a just kept bungling it the whole game and it was it was bizarre. But yeah. Well, let's uh, get right to it. Uh, you want to want to guess the roster? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, I think in doing so, we're going to uncover a few headline, uh, headlines. I guess, in theory, on Dodgers.com, they're headlines, but storylines that uh, have pro- 
kind of picked up in, yeah. in spring. So, so I will say yeah, that, um, so under normal circumstances, and we haven't really had normal circumstances the last, obviously, two seasons, and then this season too, but before 2020, they instituted a rule that said um, 26-man rosters, and you can't have more than 13 pitchers at a time. Then the last few years, they're like, well, you know, like it's COVID protocols and shortened season in 2020. And then last year was like, well, we, you know, we, we don't want to overexert teams. So, uh, we, we got rid of the pitcher limit thing just temporarily. So this year that is back, but once things are back to normal, but things aren't going to be normal till May 2nd. So through May 1st, it's going to be 28, um, players on the active roster instead of 26, and there's no pitcher limit. So uh, earlier in camp, uh, Dave Roberts uh, mentioned, I believe he was quoted, David Vassay quoted this, saying the Dodgers were considering north of 14 pitchers, which, you know, always like, oh, gross. But then, like yesterday, he got more specific, and he said basically they're choosing between either 15 or 16 pitchers, which makes your heart stop because that is too many. Um, but so, you know, you don't – it's. So that means they're either going to take 12 or 13 position players. Um, now, one of the reasoning for that is so the Dodgers, um, they opening day is April 7th. The Dodgers are off that Thursday, so they don't start till the 8th. They also, in addition to that April 7th off day, they have five more off days in the first four weeks. After that, they play 31 games in 31 days. So uh, that includes one off day plus a doubleheader. Um, now... What that essentially means, and also with DH, there's no um, the, you you lose about one pinch hitting opportunity a game. It's essentially when you're when you're pinch hitting for your starter. I mean, there's more stuff that happens, but just on average, that's how it sort of played out in 2020 when the NL had the DH. So th- that's one of the oh, also uh, catching up on news. Uh, Matt Beatty. Uh, speaking of uh, lack of pinch hitting, they, they <laughs> didn't really have a spot for Matt Beatty because that was his main role. Um, in 2019 and 2021, not in 2020 when they didn't have when they didn't have pinch hitting a lot, um, so they traded him. The first they designated him for assignment, and then they traded him to the Padres, um, and for a minor league um, pitcher. I believe it's two way player in college. He's gonna they're gonna use him as a pitcher. But um, so w- that's basically where the Dodgers are at. Why they're gonna carry a bunch of pitchers to start. Um, so now of that group um, over the last like. I don't know, week or so, maybe longer. Um, uh, three of them uh, have come out to the, they're not expected to be ready for opening day. Tommy Canley, Tommy John surgery in September, 2020 missed all of last year. He's actually pitching on Saturday, which would be his first game in Cactus League, but he's just, he's like way behind. So he, uh, there's been a couple of stories. I will link to them um, where I believe he's going to spend most of his April doing rehab um, and, you know, probably be ready by the end of April. Um, he, I think he called it, uh, he's, he called April like his normal spring training. Basically, that's how he's looking at it. Um, Caleb Ferguson, also a Tommy John guy. Uh, he had his a month earlier than Canely in August 2020. Or maybe, did he have the surgery in September? I don't remember. But um, he's actually pitched this spring. Um, uh, but he, uh, yesterday, Dave Roberts said he's going to be unlikely for opening day. And it, it's he's not... Um, like in a setback or anything, I think they're it's more managing um, the workload. Um, he said, I think uh, some of the reports yesterday said he they're managing the the front end to try to get more in the back end, basically from him. So, and then the other one is Phil Bickford, who has not yet pitched in the Cactus League. Uh, he had arm soreness before camp. He's supposedly healthy now, but he's playing catch up. And um, Dave Roberts said he's not going to be likely not going to be ready for opening day. So those those three are basically out. So it's it's down to like picking um, the pitchers from the other group. Um, as we're recording, there's only 19 total pitchers in camp. That includes 40 man roster and um, non roster guys. Now and if you take those three, there's only 16. So um, or other way around, I guess you know, whatever I'm, it's 22 and then down to 19. I, I screwed that up, but, um, I, I sort of listed this, uh, we can figure out, uh, if we're on the same page regarding the locks, the absolute roster locks, which, which we're both going to agree with. 
So obviously the catchers, there's only two on the 40-man roster. Uh, Will Smith, Austin Barnes, pretty clear. Uh, they're going to be there. Um, I, I have in the infield um, Freeman, Muncie, both Turners, and Hanser Alberto. Um, in the outfield, very simple. Uh, and obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about one of these guys, but Pollock, Bellinger, and Betts. Um, I and added then, a little um, asterisk to our show notes around Bellinger. Uh, it, it, not yeah. looking so good, friend. So he, yeah. he. That's, I, doing, I'd argue been the story of spring after the offseason bits kind of calmed down. It was weird because, so it kind of, it was funny like last weekend how it sort of progressed. Um, every, you know, um, a lot of people ended up having like a feature type story come out on Bellinger like on Sunday or maybe it was Monday when it came out. I don't remember the timing, but it was like, but the day before that happened, like Bellinger struck out four times in a game. Um, and then he was up to, I believe it was, uh, Three for 19 with 14 strikeouts and a walk. So 14 out of 20 of his plate appearances ended in a strikeout. And he's, you know, he's doing the thing where he's he's changed he's changed things up like twice in spring. Like, and he's just, and he's working on stuff. And he has like all the like um, sort of mantra type quotes that you would expect from someone who's as memeable as he is. Uh but uh, yeah, so he is he is very much a work in progress, but I think to the they, everyone, at least publicly, like the the higher ups have expressed that he, you know he's close to finding quote, finding it or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, but yeah, it's like it's a lot. Um, so yeah, like I I don't think they're at a point where like they're not I don't think they're gonna option him, like for instance, like right. Um, I just no. Think I, I texted you this other day. This has a the smell of a potential phantom IL situation mm-hmm. to me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. He's gonna. I'm not gonna fight you on this. He'll make. He'll make the. He'll make the opening yeah. roster. I think. But I'm just saying, if he uh, has shoulder soreness and is out for a few weeks, <laughs> yeah. remember what I said. He's still recovering. Yeah. <laughs> or, they could do. They could say like, "Oh, Gavin Lux ran into him again," yeah. you know, or something <laughs> like. Um, but so, and then the other other uh, position player lock would be Chris Taylor, who plays everywhere. Um, then, so the pitchers, uh, the sort of bit of news there is that the rotation is kind of set. I have six people listed here, although they're only going to use a five man rotation to start. Um, in Bueller, and then in some order. Kershaw, Urias, um, Andrew Haney, and Gonsolin, um, they were pretty set on that. Um, and they've already talked to, like, Tyler Anderson. He said it as well as Dave Roberts. He, he's looked great um, come, so far in spring. Um, but um, he's going to be, like, a piggyback guy to start, you know. So, like, three or four innings in relief or something. Maybe they, they double him up with, uh, I believe... He's he pitched two days ago with Gonsolin, same game. Um, so maybe maybe they do it that way. And then uh, David Price is like in the same boat, I believe. He's uh, he was a little bit behind in spring two, and maybe in a shorter spurt type thing. But he might be sort of paired with uh, Murius, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 tough to say. Or maybe Haney. I don't know. My quick quick note here. I saw yeah. it was a, a couple days ago something about. Um, Daniel Hudson pitching, and I, I think it was like Hudson's out to pitch. I was like, "Who?" <laughs> I completely forgot about that signing after all of the. the you mean? Yeah. You mean the the guy who is probably going to lead the Dodgers in saves? Yeah. This yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Like, yeah. No, you're right. Like, it's yeah. You, it, this offseason was super weird, and then plus, it's he signed literally like right before the lockout. Exactly, so and, like, and I remember liking the deal, but then my mind immediately shifted to there, and then when before I could even really think of the bullpen, Kenley signed in uh, Atlanta. So that's uh, oh, that's where that went. Speaking of, um, speaking of, just before we get to the bullpen for a little bit, um, a little more roster cleanup. Um, uh, DFA limbo man Sheldon Noisy, who was uh, designated for assignment on December first, <laughs> still keep Chris thinking Taylor of Ozzie Smith and the the mystery zone. Yeah. Yeah, so after after 104 days, I believe, in limbo, he got claimed on waivers by the A's, who were his old team. So he's back there now. Um, so, yeah, so reliever locks. I have uh, Blake Trinan, um, Daniel Hudson, uh, Bruce Dargraderall, and then uh, Alex Vessi and David Price. Um, 
there, we could you could probably say there might be more locks. I don't. I, I'm not willing no, to go right. there necessarily I, with that. Big fan of yeah. locks should be locks. Right. right. Like so. Yeah. Not ninety ninety five percent. Not a lock. <laughs> yeah, need, there, yeah. You, you don't need want your lock failing twentieth of the time. Come on now. Um, so we are we're at eleven uh, position players and eleven pitchers. So uh, depending on how much credence you give Roberts in saying fifteen or sixteen pitchers, we we either only need two uh, or one or two more position players and four or five more pitchers. So um, I think that's probably where we should start. But um, with the April uh, option and IL rules, it's going to be. I think we might get a little bit of rotation going on. Like, remember last year? Do you remember last year, Eric? Yeah, that, that was another thing in the rules. So that the there's a new overall rule going forward this year where uh, pitchers or yeah, or players can only be optioned five total times in one season. But this year, uh, in until May second, none of the options uh, count towards that. So you could. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, you, you have to be on option a certain amount of time. Although you could come back up if someone goes on the injured list, so they could maybe do some someone, real maybe a center fielder with shoulders, shoulder soreness. <laughs> That's right. Just saying. Hey, Mitch White, you need to come back up to, to pitch today, <laughs> and then Cody Bellinger goes on the IL. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited weird. for that exact move to. I mean, <laughs> hopefully, Cody yeah, figures right. it out. So, um, so if we're if we're in agreement there, let's. Let, who do you think? Uh, so, oh, oh, I guess. I, there is one name that, speaking of 95% locks, there's one more name I'm close to adding. I'm curious yep. if you, uh, Edwin Rios is making this team. I tend to agree with you. Um, so, yeah, he, let's, so he would be, like I said, right now, the only two um, position players on the 40-man roster who are also still in camp are Edwin Rios and Gavin Lux. And, so and so this is uh, where it gets weird. So we're we're locks, right? right? But this does not include oh someone is actually, I, I, you know, I joked about it with Bellinger, but it's a thing I could absolutely see them doing with a pitcher. You know, it like just especially uh, when it comes to navigating. I think both of them make the open day roster. I don't. So I'm going to commit to that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, especially now that they know the option rules, I that makes me feel like. They are more likely to go with uh, fifteen than sixteen pitchers. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. That's my guess. Okay, but okay, I will just throw this out there before before you lock in. Nope. Or if before you lock in, lock of the um, week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say this. There, so there, there's non-roster guys to consider here. Um, oh, I considered them. And no, yeah, for certain. So the the two that have made the most waves, are, I think, who have the only real shots, position player wise, um, are Jake Lamb um, mm-hmm. and Kevin Pillar. Yep. So Lamb, normally a third baseman, has been playing um, some first and then a little bit of right field, but he's pretty much like locked into the corners defensively. He's not necessarily a defensive guy. Kevin Pillar. Um, and also, just in fairness to Lamb, uh, or not fairness, but he hasn't really hit at all since, like, 2017. He looks healthier now, so, like, that's part of it and, like, probably be okay. But that's just where, where he's at. Kevin Pillar, um, not really much of a hitter in total. Decent, uh, above average against lefties slightly, but also play can play all three outfield positions So and, and much better defensively. Um, and it seems like with the like Alberto signing, similar thing, good career numbers against lefties, but also very low strikeout rate and really good defensively at like second, short, and third. We've seen a few plays in spring training. Uh, not that that's like the exact um, doesn't prove anything, but he's clearly like there for defense. And we saw how last year like they they struggled on defense a lot. So I think if, I, if I'm of the opinion. That if, if one of the non-roster invitees make it, it's going to be Pilar. I, I will say this as someone who did not include either Lamb or Pilar in my list the other day, but I am considering it um, recently. So you're, you're going Lux and uh, Rios and Lux. I am. Right? Now, I will say if they throw out a we want to give Lux another month in the outfield to really get his feet wet and also, also extend the life on some of the NRI guys to see what they have there wait for the you know invariable injury to occur so they can kind of have some flexibility there that wouldn't shock me but i still think it'll be rios and lux 
So I'm going to go with, I'm just for this, I'm going to go with Rios and Pilar. Okay. Um, so that would require another um, a 40 man move to get on, but I think there's ways yeah. to do that. Um, so they can um, just trade that Matt will, Beatty, right? What? Can they just trade Matt Beatty nonstop for 40 man? Again, they just yeah. keep trading. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're at 13 pitchers. Uh, I mean, excuse me, 13 position players. Yep. So that means we need four more pitchers. Uh huh. Um, all right, so who do you got? I, uh, the, the options thing is really throwing me off here. So knowing the uh, how active the option train is, especially given this role, I will start with, I was going to start with Evan Phillips, but no, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, so just if you want, just yeah. before, Evan Phillips is the only one of the group on yeah. the forty man out of options. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just as a as but a note, I am going to start with Victor Gonzalez. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. Wait, and I didn't. Oh yeah, I, I included Bestia, but not Gonzalez. I, I would I agree with you. So I'm also going Gonzalez. Um, um I think I'll go Evan Phillips next, just because again, I, this is a thing we see out of spring fairly often where do what you can to hold on the guys you can't don't have that control on and only when they show that you know there's performance wise they need to be replaced at that point you, yeah you, you can you know designate them at that point so so this gets to the point where now it's like what do they want out of the these extra spots right does mm-hmm. it mean more matchup stuff late so like you have we both have Gonzalez and Vesia, right? Price isn't necessarily a matchup guy. He's more of a bulk guy. He could do short stuff, but like they're not going to like. He's not going to bring him bring him into like just face left. I mean, it's three batter minimum, but he's not going to be mostly lefties, right? So, um, the, I mean, they're probably the the other lefties um, on the roster are um, Justin Brule and Garrett Clevenger. Um, so like in that vein, um. I, th- hmm. I think I lean toward Clevenger here. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then, then just to to, to round this out, um, I I have not committed to Phillips yet. I, I'll, I'll I'm working my way to the logic of it. Um. So they're the non-roster invitees who are still in camp, pitcher wise. Yancy Almonte, Shane Green, Reyes Maranta. None of the, uh, Almonte's probably looked the most impressive. I don't think he's given up a run. He also he didn't strike out anybody till last night when he struck out three. Not that that's that big of a deal. It's spring training. It's a little different. But um, you know, Shane Green, the veteran, as it were, like you know, maybe that gives him a little extra cachet. I actually had him on my initial roster the other day. I'm I'm less like enthused about that pick now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm more inclined to go like none of those guys, especially since they would require another 40 man move. And I, I think it gets to the point then where, so like, are you willing to like get rid of one of Brule or Clevenger just to add like Shane green, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, and that's rough. Um, so probably not. Um, but then I also need a 40 man move to, um, to add Pilar. And so I'm, I'm leaning toward Evan Phillips, um, there. Um, but the only other right-handed pitcher still on the 40 man there is Mitch White. And, and he'd be more of like the. What's interesting is I have more. Com- guy, right? Yeah, and I have more confidence. I feel like Mitch White is in the prime position to not be on the opening day roster, but still pitch in April. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, like he'll, as he'll, soon as you've like kind of gotten through the rotation once or twice, and you want to give another, you know, a, a little bit of length after things have kind of gotten started going, he seems like a really easy guy to call up. Um, and then you can option, you know, either Evan Phillips not working out, you can DFA him, you, or you could, you know, option uh, Gonzalez for a, a week or something, 10 days or whatever. Uh, so that's, that's my, I'm going to go opening day roster, Evan Phillips, Vasia, Victor Gonzalez, 
Would they carry another lefty? I think, I guess, I guess they have to. Uh, and I'll go Brule. How about that? Um, and do you have Clevenger or no? No. How about that? Wait, so who 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 are you missing? So you, I have you as Gonzalez, Jean- Phillips, and Brule. Uh, right. And the C. Uh, oh, right. And yeah, I don't have Clevenger. I don't have Mitch White. Okay, but you, so you need one other person. I do. Right? Because we both, uh, our locks are 11 pitchers. So. Then Gonzalez, Brule, and you're right. Um, and you know what? How about Mitch White, welcome aboard? That's <laughs> all right. I can't add, so I'll, I'll bring you back right. on. There you okay, go. so you have White. I, I am. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I am like, so I'm sort of stuck right here. Like, I'm trying to figure out like what exactly they're going to to do because like I think Pilar makes the most sense, and Phillips is a decent choice in terms of just being out of options and that. But I think I so I'm going to stick with Phillips just so we we can have that common ground. Okay. That means they need they need to get rid of one of the lefties in my estimation here just because i'm out of guys um uh to make room for pilar on the 40 man so i think um i think brule is the odd man out and so i have wait oh then see it doesn't work because then i also have to have mitch white on my roster in that case unless they have some 60 day deal shenanigans that that of some injury i don't know about this is hard. This is like really difficult. Maybe Cody's um, shoulder is really sore. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. So I, huh. So I, is that, does that mean Mitch White is also on my roster and Brule gets out? So the only real difference we have is I'm, I'm taking Clevenger. You're taking Brule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just do that. Yeah. But knowing, once again, knowing, we're both going to be very yep. wrong. <laughs> so that that's the key here. But the, the point is, like, they don't have – there's really not a ton of decisions left to make, like, they're, except unless they do 15 I or mean, 16. it depends you, on if, how many 40-man they're trading for Frankie Montas, right? And then we're all – it's all out <laughs> Right, <of> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, You know what? The Reds did say they're going to – maybe the Reds come out and, you know what? Luis Castillo is available. And then, <laughs> then all of a sudden, we'll see, so – yeah, but no, th- this is um, interesting. But that's uh, it's it, it's sort of hard to to get to that. But uh, I'm I yeah I don't know. Well, well, I've never felt less confident in a in a pick. Hey, um, speaking of not feeling confident, it's time for you to ask me a trivia question. Yep, um, I will not give away what made me think of this question until after the answer. But mm-hmm. in the last twelve years, uh, dating back to twenty ten. Uh, nine different Dodgers have started in left field on opening wow. day. How many can you name? I will list out a bunch of names and see how many are right after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How many starting opening day left fielders since 2010 can I name? It's nine different ones? Yep. All right. Um, Chris Taylor. Twenty twenty one. Ah, see, there we go. Uh, going in order, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Nope, we're 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 breaking that trend real quick. Uh, Kike Hernandez. 
Negative. Okay. Jock Peterson. 20 and 19. So I'm, I'm counting this as still going in order. Now it's going to get rough. Uh, especially since that actually invalidates one of my guesses, I think. Uh, Carl Crawford? Three times. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, 13, 15, 16. Okay. Uh, Manny? 2010. Yeah. I'm doing better than I thought already. You're, so. <laughs> you're, you're killing it. Andre Ethier? Uh no. Yeah, I, I like I know he mostly played right, but I think you right. know maybe snuck in there near the end. Uh, I'm running out of names, friend, and that the names that I wrote down, I uh, I got more checks than I expected. Uh, I got what? I've got four. I got four. Five. You four. Uh, four. One, two, three, four. But you you got four, but accounted for seven starts. Yeah, so yeah. That's pretty good. Over half. Uh, are you tapping out? I'll, I'll tap out because I, I, I know I, I'm I'm guessing that there's five names. I'm guessing two. I'm going to be really mad at myself, and then three are. Uh... What What made me think of this is that um, I now I'm assuming I uh, who knows what it's going to actually be, but uh, it seems like AJ Pollock's going to be in left probably yeah. on you know, on opening day, so he'd be the tenth in 13 years. Yeah. Um, he's and not you, one of these people. You do notice I I led with Chris Taylor. Hoping you would tell me the year and hoping that year was last year. <laughs> and I'm like, aha. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, because um, I immediately crossed him I, off as soon as you did that. <laughs> um, okay. So going from the oldest first, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., 2011. <laughs> no regrets not thinking of that. <laughs> Juan Rivera, 2012. No regrets not thinking of that. Th- then it gets cool. Um, in Australia, Scott Van Slyke, 2014. Okay. I, 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 he, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, and then um, and he, he homered off of um, God. Who was the left-hander that always uh, he always raked against? Uh, I am looking it up right now. Joey Wade the Kangaroo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, 2017, Andrew Tolls, who was in yeah. the news, uh, not news, but uh, among the contracts that got renewed, which means like the the pre-arb guys who teams and players can't agree on a contract. Teams just say, we're renewing your salary. This is what we're paying you. You have to take it. His, his contract technically got renewed, Andrew Tolls. So he gets the major league minimum. That said, he's he's not going to be paid, you know, because it's, it's like your Should salary you be on, yeah. in the majors, right? But what that does is keeps him on like the MLB like health insurance plan, which, you know, with all the... Uh, mental health stuff he's been going through that helps so like it's just one of those like little things like obviously the business is soul crushing and and spits people out at a, an alarming rate but at, sometimes they're kind of cool um and then 2018 um matt camp uh, uh, i had yeah. Kip on here and i got the uh no you totally my fault you said i i had you saying uh 2018 when i you listed jock off so i crossed him off too I was like, "Oh, that's yep. that—that's the Kemp here," uh, and I just didn't hear the years right, so that was my fault. I should have said it anyways, uh, since I wrote it down. Oh, so, cool, cool. I'm I'm content with my answers then. Think I think I could have gotten to Tolls and Vince like had I give, been given myself like another ten I, minutes. I but... should have I should have before giving the answer. I should have given you the years and seen if you would have been like jarred or something. Yeah. Like... Um, but so before, before the Dodgers rewind, I want to tell the story because I met our fearless producer, Brian Salvatore, um, in Los Angeles. He was at a convention, uh, last week. So we went out for dinner at uh, grand central market in Los Angeles. He was staying at, um, the Marriott. Um, and I'll get to that, why that's important in a second. Um, but after we were done, I said, Hey, I could take you back to your hotel. And, um, out, I live in West Covina, I'm like 25 miles away from Dodger Stadium. Most of my going to LA is like literally just going to Dodger Stadium. I don't really go into LA and like be around. I'm not around LA. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the um, various routes and streets and every. Any, you know, <laughs> I, I'm there when I'm there, but I'm. I might as well be someone like from Iowa or something because I don't really know my way around like perhaps i should not that i i don't know why because i'm just not there a lot but anyway that in mind this is the backdrop for me uh 
dropping him off at his hotel. Um, mist- not I should. This was I would say 100 percent my fault. And I will say that we both laughed very hard about this. So there's no ill will, I think, on either side, unless Brian was very good at hiding it. Um, but and if, um, if he is mad and doesn't and just stops doing this, uh, no one's going to hear this because I'm not. <laughs> That's exactly so. right. But um, we had trouble uh, finding his hotel because it's a small uh, building. When, <laughs> when I when I initially um, looked up the hotel, I I should have realized. That it was the 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 Marriott uh, that's like the with the Ritz Carlton next to Staples Center, right? Yeah, the, the pretty the, like, the big old building, good, right? <laughs> and and so that was not in my head at the moment. So <laughs> we we my as I just randomly like grabbed my phone, like just want to make sure like what the directions were. Different Marriott, yeah, right? which, <laughs> and di- different slash more than one Marriott. of those in LA, yeah. <laughs> Plus, um, so. The way the directions were, it was this, you know, that spot where I believe that's the 110 where there's like on the freeway, I believe there's the exit where it's like third and fourth street. And then there's like a a weird like double exit or like a, a weird thing. But then if you're on the streets there, there's like different parts where if you want to go on one street, you have to go on this little side thing that takes you either up or down. And boy, did that confuse the hell out of me. <laughs> and so you yeah, essentially I moved, had... I moved to Kansas more than a decade ago, and I probably have still driven downtown more than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pro- that's that's fair. And But the, the funny part, so we, you know, we were trying to logic the shit out of this. And we're just like, okay, I have an idea where I'm going. So, well, I missed it there. And then... I we inevitably like drive back around and oh and also there's one way streets and stuff and then I get to okay it's got to be right here wait a minute we've somehow passed it again oh back again this was like an hour not oh, maybe <laughs> not an hour but like it, it was so long and after a certain point just I I was almost crying laughing because it was so stupid and then it after the the light bulb eventually went off I'm like this is the wrong Marriott and then, <laughs> then we found it and it was fine. But my God, what an idiot I am. And uh, it was so funny. And like, uh, yeah, so I'm the worst and Brian's the best. And I apologize, but it was fun. And uh, yeah, that that was our little uh, trip in L.A. So sorry, Brian. <laughs> hey, who, who do you got for the rewind? All right. So um, speaking of cool people, what? Um, Dusty Baker, uh, who I would say probably one of just the generally coolest people in baseball, just generally. Um, when I was looking up the um, left field uh, starters, I, I went back to when the Dodgers moved to L.A. in 1958. Uh, Dusty Baker has started the most opening day games in left field uh, in that time, seven, uh, every year from 77 to 83. That's three more than any other uh, person in L.A. Dodgers uh, history. Wally Moon was the has the four. Um, aforementioned Carl Crawford has three, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, again, this is there. In no way do I have time to list off all the cool things about Dusty Baker. In fact, I even left one off this list that I will point out. But um, he was on deck uh, for the Braves in uh, April eighth, nineteen seventy four, when Hank Aaron or Henry Aaron hit his seven hundred fifteenth home run. Um, after that uh, home run, Baker walked. So did Davey Johnson, which is, you know, just this is a great remembering some guys uh, situation. And then Al Downing, who was the pitcher who gave up the home run and he started. Um, he was lifted in favor of uh, Mike Marshall in the fourth inning, just to give you an idea of how relievers were used back then. Um, in November of 75, the Dodgers traded Dusty Baker along with a utility like corner man, corner infielder Ed Goodson for Jim Wynn, who made the previous two all-star teams. Um, with the Dodgers, Lee Lacey and Jerry Royster. Um, and then Baker had a rough year in 76, but then he was like pretty much good like every year after that. Um, in 1977, he was one of the, the, um, one of the four Dodgers. Uh, the first time a team had four players with 30 home runs. Baker was the last one to get it. It was the last day of the season against J.R. Richard, and it was his last at bat in the sixth inning. He homered, so they had four guys with 30 home runs. Um, at some point during that season, this is the part I forgot to write down, um, uh, Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke uh, instituted the first high five. 
ever, which is amazing. <laughs> like what? A, what? A, like of all the cool things, it's like the wheel, <laughs> the high five. That's like right there. Um, <laughs> so in uh, eight years in Los Angeles, Dusty Baker, 117 OPS plus, 144 homers. He made two All Star teams, uh, including um, 19. Oh no, 81 and 82 were the years. I wrote them down wrong here. He was the first Dodger to win Gold Glove and Silver Slugger in the same year in 1981. And then, you know, obviously he's probably more known as a manager, although he was a great player. Um, He's 12th all-time in managerial wins, 1987. Now, among the top 23 players in wins, I was trying to go down and see as many, like, Hall of Famers as I can get. Um, This is about 1,551 wins and up. Baker and Gene Mock are the only ones not to win a championship. Um... And uh, Baker won pennants in 2002 with the Giants and then last year with the Astros. Um, Among the non-Hall of Famers in the top 30 in wins, Baker has a 534 winning percentage. That's the third best among the non-Hall of Famer group. Um, Terry Francona, who's still active, he's at 540 with two titles. And Mike Socha is at 536 with one. So yeah, Dusty Baker lived a very full baseball life like Almost almost 60 years in the game. Pretty amazing and pretty cool dude. Um, my question to you regarding Dusty Baker, how many postseason home runs did Dusty Baker hit with the Dodgers? My hint to you, all of those postseason games came from 1977 to 1983. Ten. Wow, I forgot we weren't going to break, and you just like <laughs> immediately <laughs> went to it. It's like I was not prepared for that, that snap even after it. No, it was five. Okay. 40 games, five home runs. Okay. Did really well. Yeah, I was mostly trying to figure out how many games that would have been, and that was... I should have... I should have you know. l- Less than I would have guessed, yeah. Um, that was such a quick answer. <laughs> All right. Time for... Questions from Craig. The designated hitter is now universal, so this week's Wait, trivia what? questions <laughs> are about National League DH leaders or Dodger DH leaders. Hold up, pulling, pulling up my cheat sheet. Eric, can mm-hmm. you name the only four players that hit 10 or higher career home runs as an NLDH? Dear God. Um, hint. Okay. He has a hint. Uh, technically, three are active. Um, one is pseudo, pseudo-active. pseudo uh, uh, Yeah, go ahead. I can't. Uh, so, I think Marcelo Zuna. Yep. Um. Just because he was in 2020. Um, oh, God. Okay. Um, 10 home runs as a DH. Um, and then someone who was like a National League power guy, also in interleague playtime. I'll let you um, know that the three active, quasi active, all played. Uh, in the 2020 season. Oh God. Okay. Wow. So only the non-active did not. Sure. Um, was Barry Bonds the non-active? You are correct. Um, <laughs> uh, ten home runs in 39 games. Come on, <laughs> Dusty Baker. Come on. Why? Why aren't you putting up Bonds numbers here? Get <laughs> um, an extra game. Too. All right. So, in twenty, I, I'm just having a hard time remembering who was like DHing in 2020. I know the Dodgers had a, they had a bunch of guys do it, and like not a lot of people hit home runs. Um, so, oh man, what am I thinking here? Um, let's go with. <sighs> no, I don't think you would have done it. Um. I'm going to say Paul Goldschmidt only because I can't think of anybody else, but I don't think he even played that much DH. Paul Goldschmidt did not. I was like, I, I'm, I'm tapping out on this one. Matt Kemp and Jesse Winker. Wow. All right. Six National League players with a minimum of 100 career plate appearances as a DH uh, have a 900 or higher OPS. Can Eric name these professional hitters? Uh, um, two are in the Hall of Fame, well, two are active. Um, Bonds and then uh, Ozuna again. Yep. Um, National League. Um, 
Huh. I I don't know why. Oh, um. Uh, what about um, Mark McGuire? Nope. No, he's on the Hall of Fame. Um, neither is my other thought. There was Sammy Sosa, and no. Um, oh my God. Um. Oh. Um. Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza has a nine oh one. And then the other one. Joey Votto? Uh, nope. So you're missing uh, you're missing one Hall of Famer, uh, a non-active Wait. non-Hall of Famer. Yeah. I thought I thought Two. Piazza and Bonds were the oh Bonds isn't in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I have some news for you. That, Eric. That, <laughs> it's a little contentious spot. People are are you know not, not um, sure about it. Wow. So what uh was it? What about Jeff Bagwell? Nope. Um, the active player is a Dodger. Give you a hint. Um, is it Justin Turner? It is Justin Turner. And then the other—I don't know who the other Hall of Famer uh, is. Yeah, Larry Walker. You probably gotten could have gotten to eventually. Um, uh, if you had gotten Moises Alou, hats off. <laughs> wow. All right. uh, I man, I you know I remember Moises, but did not have guessed. Uh, yeah, not not on my top hundred names. I would probably come up with Eric. There are six Dodgers with five or more career walks as a designated hitter. Can you name them? Turner. Justin Turner uh, uh, with 19, uh, with um, the leader, and he's the only active player where this is true. <sighs> um, what about uh, Matt Camp? Uh, with five on the dot. Uh, Mike Piazza? Nope. Eric Karos? Nope. Why are you lying? Um Russell Martin? Nope. Um, man, I'm having a hard one here. Um, <laughs> Second place had seven from 99 to 2002. Oh, uh, Sheffield? Well, Sheffield's three. <laughs> oh, so Green? Sean Green? Nope. <laughs> uh, well now you just yeah i don't I'm dave hansen. I, my brain is yep. mushed. dave okay, hansen nice uh mm-hmm. with seven hanley ramirez with five and brian jordan with five wow i think i think you would have guessed hanley eventually but yeah yeah finally brian there are jordan, four dodgers with four or more career doubles as a designated hitter <laughs> um justin turner yep matt camp Nope. Ah, come on. Um, well, let's go. Since he walked so many times, let's go back to Brian Jordan. Nope. What about Gary Sheffield? Nope. <laughs> I'm out. I got nothing. You this hate is, the, this, this You were a true me. designated hitter. That's uh, right. I'm hater. an action league guy, as you know. Uh, AJ Pollock, Hanley Ramirez, Dave Hansen, Andre <sighs> Ethier, Mike Piazza, and Almedo Signs. Mm-hmm. There you go. For the contest, I'd like you both to pick the final standings of the National League, and as the tiebreaker, pick the total number of wins for the six postseason teams closest to the correct number wins. No, no prices right rule. Well, I'm not. We're not doing the full stand. How about, I'm, I'm, I'm modifying this <laughs> deal. We're picking the six playoff teams. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Um. So. And I'm obviously not, I'm, the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Dodgers are winning the National League West. I agree with you. The Brewers are winning the Central. Um, yes. The Braves are winning the East. Wait, um, so... Hmm. I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go with the Cardinals and also the Braves. So just so we can have something different there. And then the wild cards, um, I will go, oh, um, Mets, Brewers, Padres. 
giant. Yep. Padres. Mm-hmm. Making and you know what? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something a little controversial. I'm gonna say the Phillies. And that's just because I am rooting for the Steve Cohen. Seventeen DH. Yeah. And oh, I'm rooting for the, the Mets. The Mets don't make the playoffs narrative. Yeah. I could see that. I mean they got a good team. They they brought some good players in, so uh and I'm not doing math wins. I don't know. What uh, the the eighty times six is uh Do you want to do just for the Dodgers? Sure. Hundred and five. Um their last two full seasons they've gone one oh six and they were had a better winning percentage than that in two thousand twenty, so it's not far off. Um yeah, you were you were pretty high there, so I'm gonna say one oh three. Wow, what a <laughs> what a pessimist. Yep. Is Cody Bellinger's defense worth a potential hole in the lineup? And while Bellinger tends to play this off, at at what point does this become something where he and the team need to think about other solutions like an option down to Oakland? As I yeah. hinted at, I think sooner, maybe rather than later, um, just because he you know, he's not he's not gonna be on the bench. Um, you know, as a uh, as a regular f- fixture, um, and, and it depends, right? I think twenty twenty coding Bellinger that's plus defense that's fine. Uh, last year, yeah, um, probably not. No, yeah, <laughs> he he's gonna. I think he's gonna get some rope before they. I I, they I pull the option card. Yeah, the uh, again, I wouldn't a phantom DL situation earlier rather than later wouldn't shock me, but I generally agree with you. I think I think this is gonna be a. You've you've got a month or two, um, but come the summer, if it's twenty twenty one esque, with no signs of eye test or analytical improvement at that point, you gotta gotta do something. Yeah, I don't know what that something is, but all right. Next question, uh, another contest question. This one has multiple parts. You ready? Yep. Will the Dodgers have more pinch hits or sacrifice hits? Pinch hits, I should say. Oh God! Um, so they're gonna basically—I I forgot what the exact number. It, it's gonna be something like probably 120 pinch hit at plate appearances. So if you're looking at that, so let's say 25 to 30 hits. Yeah, I think it's gonna be pinch hits. Okay, uh, I'll go sacrifice hits just because I want to be different. Mm-hmm. For the first tiebreaker, who will lead the team in sacrifice hits and pinch hits? Hmm. Oh, Matt Beatty. It's not not gonna happen. Um, let's go here with. Um. Let's say Edwin Rios. Yeah, I was, I was uh, thinking for, about for, that. For pinch hits. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Um. And then sacrifice hits. Wow, um, I don't. He's not gonna. Hmm. Let's. I'm just gonna go Austin Barnes. Um, I will go Edwin Rios as well. So we'll push there. I just yep. can't. I was kind we'll of tempted to say. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of tempted to say AJ Pollock, but uh, you know, kind of going tricksy there. Um. And then sacrifice hits. I don't know. Uh, thinking, I just have to pick someone. I, I almost went with Hanser Alberto. I, that's so that's that's who I was gonna go with. Uh, thank you. I was yeah. I was scanning the roster real quick, to make sure there was no one else more obvious. That's who I'm gonna go with. All right. And then scrolling back to the question. Uh, name Dodger hits the first pinch hit home run this season. Um. All right. Um. You know what? It's gonna be um. It's gonna be Will Smith. Wow, I I see where heads at. I'll go. I'll yeah. since I didn't go with him uh, last time around. I'll go uh, AJ Pollock. All right. All right. Final question. 
Last weekend, I was talking about po' boy sandwiches, which led me to this question. Seafood is in sandwiches is not particularly common in L.A. Sure, you have the filet fish sandwich, but others like lobster rolls, po' boys, and other variations are not as common. Given that lack of familiarity, do either of you ever order one if given the chance? I might be remembering with Jacob's lack of enthusiasm for mayonnaise, this not might, might not be a thing for them. I don't mind a little bit of mayonnaise in a sandwich sure. if it's like especially if it's a flavored mayonnaise, but if it's just like adds a little bit of texture and adds kind of a barrier between bread and like sort of other liquidier vegetable ingredients, I don't mind it. It's when it's like a, the main flavor of a sandwich that I'm like, this is gross. Um, Yeah. Relatedly, one of my favorite things, I have to make sure it's still on the menu, uh, I guess before I say this, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, one of my favorite things in LA, certainly one of my favorite sandwiches in LA, is the fried oyster po' boy at Little Dom's, oh. uh, which I guess they're calling it the fried oyster sandwich, but it's a po' boy. Um, and it is beyond delicious. Super, super, mm. super good. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I get, I like a good, uh, uh, po' boy, less so fish sandwich, although I've, I've had a good fried like catfish sandwich, but um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. So I was trying to think about this. I don't think I've ever had a po' boy ever, hmm. which is just more of a thing. It's not. I'm not like avoiding it. It's just one of those things where I'm not. It's never really been an option. Um, I did go out of my way to a food truck who was that was relatively close to me, like a year and a half ago, uh, to get a lobster roll because that's another thing I wasn't really around a lot, and that was you know. It was. It probably could have been better, but like for something from a food truck, like it was actually really good. Um, uh, I I used. To, I don't like like the the fast food fish sandwiches for the most part. I'd like a, a good like fish and chips or something like that. But in terms of like fish sandwich, it's like hard to find. But I will say this. Speaking of stuff, since we last recorded, um, did you did you happen to see the? the Pusha T Arby's fish sandwich uh, video slash diss track to McDonald's. Uh, no, and this sounds absolutely incredible. <laughs> uh, I will link to it um, in the show notes. But uh, so <laughs> I guess in a subsequent article, um, Pusha T claimed that he came up with um, I'm loving it um, for McDonald's. And I think he's, he said he only got like 500,000 for it or something. And it's obviously been worth a lot to McDonald's. And so he basically made a diss track. Um, it's, it's so ridiculous, but it's so great. Uh, but there, like, there's like, it's very involved. And then like, uh, there's a point, um, one of the line, I know, I don't, I'm trying not to mess up lines, but one of the lines for certain is, how dare you sell a square fish, which is, which is just great. Um, but no, I will link to it. Um, and it is hilarious and I love it. And I almost, uh, want to, I'm not even close to an Arby's. I want to drive to an Arby's to get their fish sandwich now, just because of that video. It's so good. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at on the, on the fish sandwich wars. So, uh, have you, have you, where are you, uh, this is unrelated, but related. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Arby's? So, um, Arby's for me is in the sort of guilty pleasure realm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I recognize it, I don't, this is unfair. I, the term rancid is not, is not accurate, but that's, it's some, it makes me think of that. So it's like, it's just weird meat, like in a way, but I also, I just, they're, I like their plain roast beef sandwich with like, and, and put, Arby sauce and or horsey sauce on there. Um, but uh, they also, the beef and cheddar is okay. Um, but like, I, I just like the texture. I, I do like that. That um, I do like their roast beef. So yeah, and I'm, yeah, no, I, I'm I, a fan. The, of the sort of classical Arby stuff, I, I agree yes. with you there, where like the cheddar, the both for the roast beef and the cheddar are objectively bad, I think. But now and then, yeah. it's, it, nothing, nothing else will do. No, uh, it, it hits the like it hits a certain like nostalgic itch or something or like this or just yeah. It has a, no, but a what's perfect, funny is I used like, to not like I used to not like the yeah. cheddar sauce and now now I kind of do. Um, I think you're it mixed with the like it obviously like most um, 
like a ballpark nacho type thing, it has to be piping hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, to, to, you can't like wait a half hour and then eat it. Like it's terrible. But the but the like, newer yeah. menu items, I actually like a good deal. I like uh, I think their their buffalo chicken slider is really good. Uh, and so I um, curly fries or curly fries. So, um, I have been catching up on the Doughboys podcast uh, and their their um, Munch Madness uh, thing this this month was um, um, sandwiches mm. and. It got to the point where our, they actually, so the final was today, and they had a thing, they were so convoluted, like, instead of having two things in the, two restaurants in the final, Arby's was a third restaurant in the final, but it actually got uh, voted out right before they eliminated, they eliminated it to get to the final two, but that that's how far they've come, like, because they've added so many, like, actual, like, pretty good sandwiches, like, in addition to But you can to tell it's a thing where, like, maybe with their current motif, they would update the roast beef sandwich to actually make it good but they know there's right. there's a crowd and they they want it to stay exactly I the wonder, same yeah they have to keep the original but like what if they added like and i don't know what you'd call it but it, it would essentially be like their i mean their they kind of have right like their french dip is like, like essentially that oh, right. i think so exactly what were the what this, were the finals they were, in the doughboy i'm curious so i believe it is um it's capriotis versus jersey mike's which okay. for like their their rule was it has to be like nationwide chain, and having had like I I kind of agree with those in terms of like um, I think yeah so it, it's really good, but um but yeah so I will say for in Arby's defense also ancillary stuff I think they were they I don't remember if they were before Jack in the Box on curly fries but their curly fries are great, um and weirdly they they had. They, I think they still have it on the menu, mozzarella sticks. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those, like, if you're having a craving and you happen to be there, like, it's it's really good uh, from a fast food restaurant. So I'm pro Arby's. I'm pro. I have I had never not heard of Capriati's. There's only two out here and so, none in Lawrence. So when when I lived, uh, when I when I first moved to this area, uh, I was in Covina, which is, is only like a couple blocks from where I'm at now. I'm in West Covina. But there was a the, the the place that was reasonably close, like literally right down the street from me, was a Capriati's. It's not there anymore, but um, their their like signature sandwich is I think the Bobby, which is essentially like Thanksgiving stuff on a on a sandwich, which is it's actually pretty good. But I got like um, my go to there was like um, their their cheesesteak, and I their the peppers they put on it are so good like just excellent and it's just a, a really good sandwich all the way around I, I like it there so well i'm gonna have to try that the next time i'm in kansas city so there we go thank you I, I like how no i mean we always end on food but like this was a specific fish <laughs> and we're no we're gonna talk about and we got we, we got into sandwiches and arby's and <laughs> cheesesteaks and ah i love it well hey it, you know what we're gonna do this weekly now because it's baseball season so We'll talk about more food stuff and maybe a little bit of baseball next week. But thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week for opening day.